John was only 12 years old when his grandfather passed away. In the will, his grandfather had left his family a considerable amount of money and a house in a small town up north. After much discussion, it was decided that the family move out of the city and into the small town. After packing their things and selling their house in the city, John and his family took the three-hour drive towards the town of Lake Pono. They moved into a beautiful house that was located a few blocks away from Lake Pono, the town's namesake. It was not long after they moved that John met and befriended a boy from his school. His name was Alex, and the two boys became very close friends. They would go to school together, eat lunch together, go to the local arcade, and even built a treehouse in John's backyard. The boys were quite inseparable, and at the same time, daring and adventurous. Most of the grown-ups would say that they were budding outdoorsmen, and it was quite true. They also loved hiking and camping, and above all, fishing. One day, while they were reading comics, John told Alex about something he had learned from the library. There's another lake here in Lake Pono, he said. And according to the book, it's where most of the fish are at. We should go and check it out. Where is this other lake? Alex asked. Somewhere south of Lake Pono, John said. So, are you game? I don't know, Alex said. No one usually goes there. And it's pretty far and scary, too. Oh, and dangerous. But that's where all the fish are at, John said. We should go and try to catch some. Nah, I don't feel so sure about it, John, Alex said. After what seemed like hours of fruitless persuasion, John finally decided that if he were to prove that it wasn't dangerous and scary, he would go fish himself. So the very next day, he carried his fishing rod and biked all the way to the lone lake. Upon arriving at the lake, he couldn't help but stare at its beauty. The lake's water was as clear as a mirror, and the trees were of a lush green. John could see ripples forming across various parts of the lake. Fish, he thought. He found a spot, took his fishing rod, and began to cast his lure. He sat on the small folding chair he brought with him and waited. He reveled in the silence of the lake. And yet he couldn't understand why there were no birds or cicadas or anything of any sort making a sound. It was eerily silent. Suddenly, he heard a sound so close to his ear, like someone was behind him, whispering to him. He turned around to look and saw nothing. Must be the nerves, he thought to himself as he continued to fish. There's nothing here. A searing pain suddenly shot through his back as though someone were driving a long, rusted nail against his skin. He looked over his shoulder, wondering what it was. He flinched once more and dropped his fishing rod as he felt another crawl up his back. Then he felt it go all over his arms, his stomach, and other parts of his body. He began to writhe in unbearable pain, grasping and weeping in complete agony. He couldn't understand what was happening to him. Then, the pain stopped. 
Not wanting to find out why this happened, he picked up his fishing rod and ran back as fast as he could. He made his way to Alex's house and told him what had just happened. Alex was horrified upon seeing the freshly made marks on John's body. And together, they went to a doctor to have it treated. The doctors were as equally dumbfounded as John was as they tried to treat the wounds. However, nothing seemed to be alleviating John's agony as the wounds continued to bleed. This went on for hours until finally, it was decided that John be admitted for further treatment. John spent the next three days in the hospital recovering from this strange attack. He still couldn't understand what happened, or what even caused it. When he was finally well enough to leave the hospital, he stayed at home. Alex kept him company and often brought him his homework. One day while they were working on their homework, Alex said, Hey, John, you have no idea what caused those wounds, right? No, and to be honest, I'm still trying to figure it out, John replied. Well, I was reading some old newspapers in the library, and I came across something very odd, Alex said. That lake. Something bad happened there years ago. What happened? There was this woman who used to live in Lake Pano, Alex said. Her husband used to hit her and their kid almost every day. The husband would hit them with his belt, or prod them with nails, or worse, scald them with hot iron pokers. That's horrible, John replied. Yeah, and there's more, Alex continued. It got so bad that one day, the woman and her kid went to the portion of the lake. They took a boat and rowed to the center, and killed themselves by jumping into the lake and drowning themselves. I guess she had nowhere else to turn to, John said. Then he had a sudden thought. You don't suppose? That's exactly what I'm thinking. Ever since she died in that lake, people say they start experiencing unexplained pain whenever they stay by the lake, Alex said. Eventually, they stopped going to the lake and would often tell everyone else that it was dangerous. John still couldn't understand why it happened, but he was certainly going to avoid going to that lake. His wounds would eventually heal completely, and he and Alex would resume their usual activities together. John is now 18 years old, and he still fishes time to time in Lake Pano. But whenever he passes by the abandoned lake, as he now calls it, he could still feel his scars slowly open, as though someone were driving a nail into his skin once more. <laughs> <laughs>